What's up, guys? Welcome back to Storytime with Uncle Reddit. My name's John, and this is r slash malicious compliance. Appreciate everybody being patient with me over the weekend. Uh, decided that after uh, Thanksgiving, I kind of wanted a couple days just to relax, catch up on some sleep. We did do a, uh, with our soap business, we did do a show yesterday at one of the local breweries. So didn't totally relax, but uh, got a chance to do something a little bit different and clear the cobwebs out of the old brain. I didn't get them all, but I'm sure we can work through it. All right, without further ado, let's get to the stories. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at sax.com a story from working in optometri optometric optometric retail as i was working at the glasses store for a while selling people their glasses and in a sense filling eyewear prescriptions i had a manager who refused to accommodate to my disability all i ask is to plug my ears when it's too loud because i have extremely sensitive hearing and she also never trained me she basically in so many words told me to hit the floor and to solve any problems with a discount she never specified what type of discount. So there I go giving people 75 to 99% discounts after I discover most of the glasses we sell for $500 only truly cost $100 total, at most, to make. The regional managers and everyone at HQ begin coming down because, although they obviously have taken notice of my malicious compliance of my manager's vague request, I've been making 30% of the store sales because of this, before they were struggling to close any sales at all. Fascinating. My manager also promised to promote me as my performance improved. She hired a manager for the position she promised me in a month, with someone she had the audacity to have me train. I was so done with her negligence. One day I opened the store with a new girl, literally told her I was quitting, left my keys and jumped ship. Moral of the story is, glasses should actually be cheaper, in my semi-professional opinion. Okay, there's a few things going on in this story here that I'm going to address them I'm going to chunk it out because they're not all in the same realm here. One, as far as the, the retail cost of the glasses, do you have any idea how the business runs? If glasses cost $100, you think they should be $150? That's not how it works. If the glasses cost, and you say cost, but are you truly putting in the cost of the eye exams, the people at reception, the people doing the filing, the people making the phone calls, making the appointments, all that stuff, the equipment, the cost of insurance. You have to factor everything in. Normal retail markup is if it costs, I don't know, let's use my broken earbud case here. If it costs $5 to make this entire unit, it is not unreasonable to sell this for $20 to $25. That's kind of how most retail works. And there's always a middleman somewhere taking their cut. So you got to kind of figure what is the actual cost by the time it gets in the customer's hand? Well, just before it gets in the customer's hand, what is the cost up to that point? Not including what your markup is. It's not evil for companies and corporations to mark things up to make a profit. Normal profit, you know, if you're ballparking things, normal profit is 400% of what the item costs you. That is just normal standard retail. Now, as far as your disability with your hearing, has it been certified? Like, has, it, has a doctor actually given you... I don't know, paperwork. I mean, you know, they don't, they rarely give out ID cards and say this person's disabled because of, and I know people with sensitive hearing. I myself have a problem with a lot of loud noises, not necessarily abrupt noises. The loud crowd noises tend to 
really great under my skin and I get very tense very quickly. And the older I get and the more my hearing diminishes anyway, the background noise and crowds makes it really tough for me to follow conversations and that's frustrating too. So I don't have quite the same reactions you do, but I can understand the, the frustration or whatever. So yeah, there's just no cause for that. Um, if it's happening often enough, the front line may not be the place for you to work. It may be for you to file or work in the back with prescriptions, filling orders, receiving orders, things like that. But sometimes, you know, like there's certain jobs where I would be horrible with front facing jobs because either A, I'm going to be too honest with them and I'm going to upset a lot of people or B, you know, but to start giving that steep of a discount, yeah, the manager was vague and you, she got what she got. If she wanted specifics, she should have trained you and been specific. So you are completely right on that. And I can't blame you at all. But uh, as far as the retail costs, yeah, that's really not your decision. So anyway, if you know what goes into the cost, then maybe you can start your own company and, you know, start making glasses. It's a thought. It could happen. You get what you asked for. So I've been working for this huge pharmaceutical manufacturing company for five years and have never had a write-up. In July, they changed the attendance policy. Our managers and supervisors came around and apologized for relaying the incorrect information about the new leave policy. At the end of August, early September, everything that could go wrong went wrong. I got into an accident and didn't have a car around the last week of August. First week of September, my pipes under my house broke and I had no water for two days. Then at the end of September, I was at work, got a migraine so bad I got physically sick and asked permission to leave work early, which is an excused absence. Otherwise, I'd be getting written up for job abandonment. Normally, I just suffer through my migraines. First, with the new policy, although we get sick time, it's considered unexcused if we take it regardless of why we took it. Second, our sick policy states that if you're sick, you have to leave immediately. We make intravenous meds. So all this happened in September. I walk into work the first week of November to a write-up. I asked my boss, who literally just started the job 30 days before, what it was for and he said HR told him to give it to me. So I asked my manager and she says it's because my absences are considered a pattern. I also asked what the statute of limitations was because October I didn't miss a single day of work but got written up in November for August. Anyways, I asked how an emergency can be patterns. She had no answer. I set up a meeting with HR and she cancels on me on my day off. I'm not salary, so I don't check my email on the off days. I only work 14 to 15 days a month. Keep in mind, I had to rearrange my schedule to even make the meeting. I asked for another meeting and that she call or text so that I can get it whether or not I work that day. And HR sets a date, then cancels it almost immediately again. At this point, I'm pissed because I literally sent an email with eight questions about the new policy that I need a clarification for, but HR refused to reply in an email. Anyways, per the policy, the only excused absences outside of planned vacation is FMLA. So I contacted my doctor and put down every current health issue I'm dealing with and get granted five days a month for intermittent leave for the next year. Now instead of my working 14 to 15 days a month, I only work 9 or 10. All because HR wanted to be dicks. Well, they got what they asked for. HR in bigger companies has become a real mess in a lot of instances. And it's not all HR's fault. Some of it's HR, some of it's the management, some of it's both. Some of it's because management runs HR and... You know, there's no checks and balances to truly keep HR the the somewhat neutral entity they're supposed to be. I don't know about neutral, but anyway, they're, they're supposed to look out for the interests of the employees, not just the employer, and to enforce policy. So if the policy is vague or weird, I get it. I've also been in jobs where, yes, you couldn't control the car accident and the pipes breaking and things like that. I get that. But 
it is a lot of time off. And to be quite frank, even though it sucks, those life circumstances suck. Don't get me wrong. And I think companies should have more compassion. It's still not their problem. If they need somebody there for those time periods and you can't be there and it's ongoing, even though some of them were beyond your control, I get what they're saying. I don't know if I would have written you up. I would have called you in to find out what was going on if I was a manager and say, so what's going on in life right now? There's a lot of absences. Let's let's put all the pieces together so we can see what's what's happening and if this is going to be something that occurs more in the future or is it something that just, you know, bad luck hit all at once. So yeah, from that standpoint, it's it sounds like a crap company. And good for you, you know. It, rules are rules. If if you know, you can get those days off with your doctor because you are dealing with stuff, then take them. And you're right, HR can't do anything about it. So, yeah, again, I can see both sides of the story on this one, but rarely with any of this is there only one right side. It does happen occasionally, but most in most cases we all play a part in some way shape or form, so I've been there. I get it. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Sax.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Google it. It took me two minutes. So I was working as part-time for this startup firm. The firm's related to hydrogen production, and I had this task of finding suppliers who would be willing to build us a prototype-scale hydrogen separator from Syngas. Now the technology needed, I'll call it PHF, porous hollow fibers, bleh, and it is a very highly researched technology. And almost any string that you search, you're going to come across tons and tons of research papers on the topic. I did, of course, use a variety of tricks for efficiency in filtering results, and so managed to find some sources. It did take me more than a day or two of filtering the sites to find some reliable sources, though. Now, besides me, there was this older senior PhD professor who was also helping with this task. He told my boss, there is this site, go check it out. And I was given the recording of that phone to follow it up. And for the love of God, I couldn't decipher the name of the firm that our PhD guy was talking about. I asked my boss very nicely, what I'm overhearing is this John firm, but no matter type of string I search, I can't find something relevant to what we need. My boss eventually caved in, talked to the professor again, and got the name of it, in text this time. Now this site was Johnson Matty or Mathy, Mathy, bleh, Johnson Mathy, having a hard time with my mouth today, sheesh. And if you're familiar with that site, it's mainly a catalyst manufacturing site, I believe. And besides that, it has tons of scholarly article reviews. I had already gone through that site and knew there was nothing but paper about the tech we were looking for. So I told my boss that this is a research site and they don't sell products like that. At most, I can find tons of catalysts on it and that's all. But my boss ensured me that he's a PhD and he knows better and how I should just go look. I spent more than two hours on that site and looked up every single reference to hydrogen separator and fibers and eventually told my boss the same thing. That is not what the site is for. 
So, next day when I come to the office, my boss starts sending me telegram messages. And I'm screen notification reading it. Boss sends link, 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 and then Google, it's free, it took me two minutes. <laughs> I read that from the screen notifications, rolled my eyes, gave it five minutes, and then tabbed into the links to read through. Now, unfortunately, boss edited out the message, it took me two minutes, but I knew boss had sent it earlier. So I go through my boss's links, and I kid you not, the first link was about cars, the second link was about catalysts, and the third link was about rooftop firm that uses a sort of membrane. And just like the amazing employee that I am, I took the next three hours of my time taking notes on everything that was on those sites, making a report, and then telling my boss that, hey, so I spent some time on those websites that you sent me. Website A was about XYZ, XYZ, XYZ. Web B was about etc. And after my report was over, I said, I have very diligently viewed the sites that you forwarded to me, but as I reported earlier, I couldn't find any relevance to what we're looking for. However, if you want me to further pursue it, I can write them an email to inquire too. The sources that I've found have been already verified for processing the tech that we're looking for. Sadly, while searching takes a click, filtering the results is the real work. Even though the boss person still made me email Johnson Matthew and I forwarded their confused reply back to my boss, it still felt good to see how boss's two minutes worked out. Ah, and boss's passive aggressiveness grew, and I just had to quit before I sunk to the same level. Yeah, there's a difference between just Googling something and taking the first couple, you know, sites, five or ten sites that come in or the front page and taking that as gospel and actually filtering and researching and finding out the relevance of those sites. Sometimes your results will bring things up that are totally unrelevant, but on the surface level, they may look like they have something to do with what you're asking or what you're researching. So yeah, two minutes doesn't work. Might take two minutes to type the query in, but you're going to have to actually dig a little deeper if you want realistic, useful results. Tell us the right time. For many years, my family would take trips with other family members. All of these trips had one thing in common. My aunt, uncle, and cousins would be late for everything. This used to really irritate my parents, who are pretty punctual and a lot more kids to organize, four of us, compared to my two cousins. By mutual agreement, any other family involved in these outings decided to go along with my parents, give aunt and uncle the wrong time. For example, if an event started at 11 a.m., they'd be told 10 a.m. This was pretty effective until aunt and uncle started realizing they were being given the wrong time. I believe other family members explained why that was and that they were fed up with always waiting on them or being late. Self-awareness not being very apparent that they were the issue, it was decided by them that it wasn't their fault and they told my parents, well, give us the right time from now on and you'll see we're not the problem. My parents, especially my mom, ma'am, hates the idea of people missing out on something but is also prepared to let a natural consequence occur if it's not too harsh. The very next week, we had a day trip booked on the ferry. This was something we did once a year over to the UK and back in one day. Fondly known as a booze cruise back in the day due to the opportunity to purchase cheap alcohol. Kids would explore the ship and when we docked, raid the pick and mix at Woolworths <laughs> and buy confections that we couldn't get at home. It was something everyone looked forward to a lot. What can I say? It was the early 90s. With the best will in the world, the ferry waits for no man. So it was a sad day for four people who were told the ferry left at 8 a.m. sharp, the correct time, and who arrived after 8.30 to see a small, ferry-shaped speck in the distance, heading towards the UK. Sadly, it didn't make them any more punctual after that, but they were always told the correct time as requested, and if they were late, we didn't wait anymore. For months, whenever we'd see them after that, my parents used to cheerily wave and say, Very nice to see you. <laughs> That's funny, very nice to see you. Um, I get it. I've used that tactic on people before, and now I don't. 
if an event starts at say 8 a.m i will tell people that the event starts at 8 a.m you might want to get there early because being on time is late yada 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 you know the rest of the speech but i'm not going to coddle people and you know try to handhold them and do some pavlovian training technique on them or anything like that it's just it a it's pretty much impossible to rein that mess in b we all have to be responsible for ourselves I tend to be late sometimes. I hate doing it, but sometimes I am late and it's my own fault. And if I'm late and I miss something, then I have nobody to blame but me. I can't blame family members, work, whatever. If I'm late, it's on me. These people seem to make a lifestyle out of it and it just was one of their bad habits that they just thought everybody else would have to pay for and work around forever. So, eh, you know, good for you. Be on time or miss out. Military compliance. I was stationed aboard a ship during the first Gulf War. It was a nuclear-powered ship, which will be important later. And so we had regular crew, corpsmen, navigation, fire control, etc. And then we had what were affectionately called effing nukes. Or effing nukes. (laughs) These were engineers and folks who ran the nuclear reactors. Everything was by the book for them, and they were either incapable of or not allowed to think outside of regulation. Medical was a small department, so we had duty. There was only one corpsman on board. At 1900, 7 p.m., we had to report for duty head muster, where we had to report that our department was all secure to the duty officer of the day. So after one of these musters, the commander who was in charge that day called me to his stateroom. He didn't like me anyway, so I figured he was just trying to make my life miserable for a while. He was an effing nuke. I get to his stateroom, and there are a couple other effing nukes there with him, and he says, Petty officer so-and-so, I've noticed you've always addressed me as commander and never by sir. I stood there for a moment trying to figure out where this was going. Finally, he asked why. I took a moment to ground myself, looked him straight in the eye and said, Well, Commander, the UCMJ, Uniform Code of Military Justice, clearly states that I must address you as sir or by your proper rank. The way I was raised, the title sir is reserved for those you respect. Oh, damn. He just stared at me as I stood there. He then dismissed me. As I walked out the door, I said over my shoulder, Have a wonderful evening, Commander. And down below, we have a comment from Pranker Joker, Rear Admiral Yancey Graham. You watch yourself, Dodge. You're addressing a superior officer, Lieutenant Commander Dodge. No, merely a higher ranking one. Credit goes to the movie Down Periscope. One of my favorite movies, by the way. I'm not sure how so many people get away with some of the stories that they're telling on here. I don't know. I guess you weren't being directly insubordinate or anything, but, you know, he did ask the question. You gave him an honest but respectful answer, and it is a by-the-book answer. So, I'm not sure. Maybe he can't do anything about it, but good for you, I guess. I don't think I ever tried that. I had my little petty malicious things when I was in, but uh, most of them were passive-aggressive and pretty quiet. You know, there was no overt, obvious anything because... uh, I really just wanted to keep everything calm and peaceful until I was gone, so, yeah. Well, hey guys, YouTube thinks you're going to like this video back here. Can you uh, do me a favor and give it a click? It really helps the channel out. All right, we'll see you.